Well, hello, everybody. On this very humid day. It's very humid out there. And, well, that's just what we get in Minnesota. One day it's snowing, and the next day it's humid out there. So hopefully you're taking it easy. And please, please remember this with your dogs. If you have a heavy dog, a fat dog, I'll just call it fat, all right? And then and a senior dog, please, folks, don't go for walks when it's this hot. Take them out, have them go potty, and bring them back in. Play games with them. Teach them tricks. You know, you do not need to take them out. Remember, if you can't, if you, when you have them walk on tar or a path, if you can hold your hand flat on the surface and count to 10 and you're not going, ouch, 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 okay, then your dog can walk on it. Remember, dogs sweat through the pads of their feet. And so if they're trying to sweat and then they can't because the heat's coming up, they're going to they're gonna crash and burn real quick. And, and especially the older ones, and the fat ones. Boy, I've heard of dogs going into seizures and, and then obviously heat stroke is huge. And so that's why you know, when it's nice, out like this, I don't care if your dog says, oh, yeah, let's go for a walk. You're the one with the brains, right? You're the one that calls the shot. Be smarter, okay? And the dog will not be any worse off that he's going to miss a couple days because it's way, way hot for his for his walk. So please, teach a trick. Uh, there's plenty. Of, you can go on YouTube, I guess. I'm going to teach rollover. I'm going to see to sit pretty. I'm going to start to, I'm going to learn um, uh, scent work. You know, just uh, there's so much out there. I'm tech, technically challenged. And so, But I know there's people that can use it better than I. So please, uh, just do something other than take your dog out for a walk in this human we don't like it they don't like it and the pit like i said the way they sweat and uh, yesterday i was at the tough mutter and uh i was working the the, the tough mutter is it wasn't hugo there were 7500 people that registered to run yesterday i mean it was nuts but what really jerked my chain was of course somebody brought the dog and this poor dog i saw him where i got there at a little about 11 and i saw her right there at the beginning and then about three four o'clock i saw her again being walked around and that poor dog was just looking for some shade her tongue was like way low and it was driving me totally insane and so i mean literally i was i, I was gonna go up there and say come on people Really? So, but it's, it shouldn't be my job. It should be, folks, pay attention. When you go out on hot days like this, no, your dog doesn't want to go with you. Please, please keep him at home. You be the adult in the situation and say, you know what, honey? It's, it's too hot for you. You just stay cool here. We'll just have a whole buttload of fun when, when I get home. All right. So if you got an overweight dog and then you got a senior dog, please do not take them out. Also, too, now if you got the young dogs, we're just like young two-legged kids. Oh, yeah, let's play fetch when it's this hot. And, and, and Oh, come on, throw it again. Come on, throw it again. No. Throw it once or twice or three times. No more than three times. And stop. Go get the kiddie pools. Uh, if your dog has never been in the kiddie pool before, then throw a treat in there. And you go in there and have the dog jump in with you and then out. Don't put any water in it. Just get the dog jumping in and out of the pool and in and out and having fun. Then put just a little baby an inch of water in there. Have him jump in and out, in and out. And then eventually you can start filling it up and all will be right white. I use my kiddie pools as I call up my girlfriends and say, Want to come over and dangle? <laughs> we sit in our chairs, have a cocktail, and dangle our feet in the kiddie pools. Dogs have theirs, and I have ours. So, so really, pay attention when it's hot and humid like this. We don't do well, and neither do our senior dogs, our fat dogs. And I'm sorry, folks, both of your fat dogs are fat. You're killing them with kindness, and it's driving me nuts. All you have to do is cut back on the chow, cut back on the treats. And the older the dog is, it takes very, very little to maintain them. And most people don't. Remember, you want to go by the feel of your dog. Stand your dog up to stand over the top of them. Take your pointer finger of your hand, start at the shoulders, you know, on the front rib there, and run it alongside. And you should be able to feel the casing of the ribs without 
pushing. And if you have cannot feel ribs, it's time to start cutting your dog's food in half. Uh, if it, what you feed doesn't equal the weight of your dog, then take it to the vet and have a complete blood profile done and include, include a thyroid test. Because there's a lot of dogs that are having hypole uh, thyroids. Hypothyroids means it's slow. It's not working right. And so no matter what you feed, the dog is going to get fat, kind of like with humans. So that's what you have to do is you have to pay attention to this. The dogs depend on us to keep them healthy. And you just can't, don't deny it and say, oh, don't call them pork chop or barrel keg or whatever type thing. Do something about it. You know, we're on our knees when it's, it's when they're leaving. And I can honestly say, you know, I tell everybody, you know, I can honestly say when my kids are leaving me, my four-legged kids, I have not over-vaccinated them. I have not overfed them. I have not killed them with kindness. I have not put chemicals on or in them that I would not put on or in myself. So it's just their time. And so anyway, so I'm off my soapbox. Today we're going to do chicken Chicken trivia. It's because, you know, I, I mean, I got my girls, 24 of them. They're really cool chickens. So I figured, you know what, let's learn more about chickens because a lot of people uh, are getting into chickens. So, And then also at a 5 o'clock hour, we'll be talking to Rebecca Bell about pet trusts. Uh, uh, everybody thinks, you know, that we're going to live forever and then nothing's going to happen to us tomorrow. And so people, a lot of people don't make wills out or they think if they do make this stuff, uh, you know, do this pet trust or wills or whatever, that you're going to get hit by a bus the next day. Folks, you got to think ahead, especially when there's pets involved, uh, because there's a lot of people that do not like dogs or do not like cats or do not like horses. Uh, they're, they're, they just move, if something happened to you, it'll, they'll just move them along and hopefully do right by them. But you know what? You have the power to do that. And so that's why we're going to talk to Rebecca Bell about pet trust at the five o'clock hour. So hopefully if you got any questions, uh, uh, you can call them in. I can relay them, or you pr- probably can just email her. But yeah, just tune in at the five o'clock hour, and we'll and we'll go from there. All right. And then let's see what else. Uh, da, 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 da. I think that's. A, and then if you've got any questions right now, please call six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. All right. All right. And then, how was your week there? It was Carly. good. Good. It good, was good. 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 A little stressful at camp, but ah, that's okay. No, you know? no major um, burning bridges or ever nothing. No drama. There they go. Drama. No, I, I wouldn't say drama. I would just say, I mean, it's the young kids. The young kids. The, the young, youngins. The youngins. The young kids that think, you know. There you go. They don't have to work. So oh, yeah. 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 I just that. that. So it's all good. Life is good. Life is it's good. It's all good. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, give a holler. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Also, too, if you go to my show page, the KDK9 uh, show page, go to mytalk1071.com. And you remember, all my shows are co- podcasts, and so are all the shows here on my talk. And anyway, so you can listen to my past shows. And then also, remember, I had the link about all this grain-free stuff you know, for the the dilated uh, cardiomyopathy that everybody's hitting the panic button about. And you, you guys have got it to settle down. All right? Remember, this is an industry thing, and how, what the, but not just a brand. This is not about the form, you know, the, the company that's who's making it. No, there's standards to make uh, the dog and cat foods in the industry. This is the industry problem uh, or thing. We don't know anything yet. And everybody keeps hitting the panic button here. And all of a sudden, they don't like this. They, oh, we can't do this brand. We can't do that brand. We can't do that. But no, folks, it 
It doesn't have anything to do with that. Nothing. Zero nada. All right. It's not the company. It's not the form, you know, the brand. And so that's why you've got to be rotating. You know, I did two bags of grain, non-grain free and a bag of grain free. That's why I love Nutrisources because they've got so many uh, you know, formulas to rotate with. And if you're rotating your, your dogs and cat food, you shouldn't have any problem. But they're, the, they're just starting to figure out what is the problem. You know, is there a problem? What is it? Is it the dog food? Or could it be another thing? We don't know. God knows all the stuff. You know, all the dogs are eating heartworm pills there, you know, once a month. They got all this, you know, chemical flea and tick. And so we don't know what could be causing this cardiomyopathy in dogs. All right. So that's why you've got to stop, settle down, breathe and get informed and now here's another one now if you go to my talk 1071.com and go to my KDK9 show page. Okay, there's another article that just came out yesterday from the Whole Dog Journal. And so if you go to my talk and go to my show page, we've got four links there for you to learn more about this cardiomyopathy and then, you know, what what they do they think. And right now it's all guesstimates. Nobody knows anything that they're starting the research, which is Nutrisource is, is paying, is funding some research that's going on at Kansas State University to figure out what is this, what is going on, is, is this a... a what can we do to help as far as figure this all out? It's a, like I say, it's an industry. But the neatest thing about Nutrisource is putting up money to fund, into it, which is research is needed to find what's going on here. So anyway, so whole, whole dog, uh, whole-dog-journal.com and then backslash uh, blog and then update on grain-free diets. There's another article that you need to read. The more you empower yourself, the more you can breathe, calm down and like I say just do a rotation diet I do some kibble I do some raw I do some freeze-dried I do some dehydrated I do a little bit of everything and so that's why it's just really important and so that's why you got to empower yourself if you don't empower empower yourself don't get on the panic wagon you know keep your mouth shut and say don't start rumors that you don't you know don't know anything about all right because those these links here are really perfect for you it's to read more than ask more and you know just like I say there's we don't know anything Thing. That's the whole thing. It's something, it's just like in the human chain. You know, it used to be, uh, I said this last week, it used to be uh, non fat, non fat, non fat. Now they find out we need good fat for our brain cells so that we don't, and then the cholesterol, we need cholesterol. Too low of cholesterol will kill you. And the high, too high of cholesterol, oh, you know, that's it. But the thing is, is that. We're always learning about our human diets, the goods and bads and the uglies, and that's the same thing in our pets. And so that's why we just got to rely on researchers to do their job, come out with good information that we all can use. All right. Okay, let's go to the trivia, then we're going to come back. So if you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, how many chickens are there in the world? Is it uh, 175 million, 1 billion Five billion or nine billion? We'll be back. Hello, thanks for tuning in to the KDK Nine Show here every Sunday from four to six. All right, uh, there are how many chickens in the world? Nine hundred seventy-five million, one billion, three billion, nine billion. I'm gonna go with three billion. Nope, it's nine billion. Okay, nine billion chickens in the world. Isn't that nine billion? That's a lot. Yeah, think. 
That's a lot. That's a lot of chickens. So a lot of feathered go. friends flying yes, around, I love my or girls. I guess scooting around. I love my girls. Maybe that's the better. Yes. Clucking around. There so we go. One thing they want to add to the grain-free, you know, the cardiomyopathy. You know, there's been several, uh, in the newspapers, there has been several articles and then on TV. And everybody focuses in the media are coming out. There are 16 brands of dog food that are killing dogs. Folks. If, do not hit the panic button. Remember I said this is an industry thing. This is not a brand thing. So it's not 16 brands of dog food. No. And obviously if that brand of dog food is more popular, you know, there's going to, they, they sell more bags and there's going to be a higher whatever. So, so please don't hit the panic button. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up? Okay. We're going to talk to Jody and Jody has a question about adopting or Getting a dog, buying right. a dog, yeah. Oh, good. Ask questions before. That's always yeah. excellent. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Jody, how you doing? For taking my call, Katie. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for calling. <laughs> so my question for you um, has to do with we lost our last dog a year ago, April. Mm. And so now our family is looking at getting a new dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had purebreds, like we had a purebred golden that was from a breeder, Mm -hmm. and then we've also had rescue dogs. Mm -hmm. And um, in purchasing or getting a new dog this time, um, I would like to long-term, I'm looking at um, training it as a therapy dog, Mm -hmm. um, specifically for reading. All right. And I know that they have to meet certain criteria and have a kind of specific personality. You bet. Yeah. So... Um, I'm wondering, in your opinion, do you think it would be better to look for a dog through a breeder and one that they know, you know, kind of matches that calming and good with kids and um, gentle and patient, that kind of thing? Or do you think that we would be okay going through the rescue route? Okay, first of all, what does your family have? What's entails in your family? How many kids? No, no, everybody is, the kids have grown, okay. so it's just me and my husband and a cat. All right. And it's quite an alpha cat. <laughs> quite an alpha cat. Oh, great. Yeah. Has it yeah. been around dogs before? Yes. Okay, sounds good. Uh, the main thing is is that obviously getting, um, personally, when you're buying a pup, there it's, it's a guesstimate. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so you could, you know, no matter the breeder and you can do all these tests and such, you can get a little inkling of who this dog is. Uh, so for because you have a specific thing you want to do with this dog, mm-hmm. I would look into rescues because then okay. you're looking for the size that you want and you're looking for the personality that can do what you want. You don't have to wait for it to grow up and find out that dog's a little too wild to be a reading dog. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and then okay. puppies, you know, too, you've got to wait out probably about two, two and a half years to like for a reading dog, the dog has to learn to be still, right? Yeah, I think they have to be at least a year old and some of them they even have to be a year with your family. Right. And the thing also though is that, you know, puppies from six months to a year and a half, they have puppy mush brain. You Mm -hmm. know, they they are just, they're jumpy, jumpy. They're, you're there in the process of learning. You're in the process of teaching. You know, their attention span starts getting better and better as they get older. From six months to a year and a half, they're in their terrible twos. They're Mm -hmm. testing 
continue to see what they can and cannot get away with. And then from six, uh, six, uh, a year and a half to two and a half, they're in their adolescence stage. They're better, but they're not great. They're adolescents as far as their teeny bopper years. They're still testing you to see what are you going to do about it, but not as much. Mm-hmm. And then now you're all this whole time, you're training, or, you know, you're setting the rules, setting the boundaries, teaching words that they need to know and, and working towards goals, right? right. But, th- but then uh, from two and a half to three and a half, it's like, hallelujah, it finally comes together. And so when you see a lot of these, especially the reading dogs, they are older because now they don't have the dickens in them. Yeah. And so that they can be calm and for a little bit, you know, yeah. for kids to read to and such. Like I say, personally, I love the secondhand dogs just for the fact that now I know who they are. If they even like kids, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. You could do so much and get, you know, find just that right one that will be perfect for what you want. Sure. Because there's many hunters that, you know, they get a, a lab and they're like, okay, all labs hunt, right? Well, all of a sudden the dog is either gun shy or the dog yeah. is that looks at bird and said, what? I don't want that bird. Now sure. they've been, you know, raising them from a puppy expecting this and now their balloon has just got burst. Now, yeah. instead, you could go out if you got a specific need, then you go out and find it like that, you know, two-year-old or a year and a half old or whatever and start laying the groundwork and training that you're going to need. But now, you, like I say, you know how big the dog is if they get along with kids and then do have that, that calmness, you know, in there. Sure. Okay. And then at that point, too, even if it's a, let's say, a two-year-old dog, you can still take it to obedience training so that it learns to work with you. Oh, heavens, yeah. yeah. I, I usually get my dogs, you know, I like them about two and two and up. And the reason is because the puppy mush brain now is starting to calm down. Mm-hmm. I can put five weeks of training into that dog, and it looks like that dog has lived with me all its life. Mm, and so, okay. yeah, because what you're doing is just building the bond. And then what you're doing is you're building that trust. Dogs do things for us out of respect and trust. We cannot bribe them to do anything, right? They, yeah. you, you build that trust and that respect, and that dog will give you everything they've got. Because that's why I don't train with treats. You are the treat. Your verbal, verbal praise and your physical praise. Treats come in handy if a dog has an aversion to something, mm. so we can walk them through it and show them, hey, this is no big deal. And then we phase the treat out all right but so but the thing is is that uh, and that's why most schools are now treat 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 as i my personal i don't know i'm not i'm not going to get in the soapbox on that one but anyway so so that's why like i said i think you do well if there's a special every we all have a look that we like yeah. you know if so then start look you know there's like if you go to ragham you know mm-hmm. retrieve a golden they have yeah. secondhand dogs there if you like the golden retrievers or retriever yeah. crosses right and, and so that's what you're just going to start you know there's a like second chance animal rescue they have pet adoption uh days if you go to a lot of the rescues, they'll, they'll give you events that they have their dogs, you know, where you can go meet them or you mm-hmm. go to their pages and see if there's a dog in their bio that particularly hits you. Whereas mm-hmm. I need to meet this dog. And, and, and go ahead. Do you, do you know with rescues, can you ever like reach out to them and say, this is kind of what I'm looking for in case this comes up, even though you're still searching and watching? Oh, yeah, you bet. You bet. Okay. You'd send them an email and say, this is what I'm looking for. Okay. And so then like, as they get dogs that come into the system or dogs that are in, they'll start thinking because they want to get find the forever home, right? Right. So they appreciate when people call up, look, you know, okay, this is my need because that helps them go, and helps find, match up the person and the dog that, that need to be together. So that's, okay. yeah, of course, they love that. Okay. So that's what you okay. can do. And so they just say, this is what I want. And then... Uh, and like I said, that you want a calmer, easygoing dog, and how many pounds? What do you want? Uh, yeah. Like a forty-pound dog up to a hundred-pound dog, or you know, sure. what are you yeah. looking for here? Right. And so, okay. And then so yeah, they 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 love that. And then like I said, you can also find the events when they're going to have a. Uh, 
you know, meets and greets. And so mm-hmm. you can go, you know, or like I say, if you find one that pings you, you know, you call up, they'll make it happen where you can, you know, meet like at a park or something like that. You can meet them and then see how it goes. Never yeah. talk yourself into a, you know, a pupper. It just yeah. happens. I don't know how, but it sure. just does. So. Yeah. And that's how it's happened for us before in the past, too. Yep. Yep. And do you know, um, do breeders, sometimes I've heard that some breeders, when you get a dog from a breeder, um, they say that if you at any point can't keep your dog, that we want it back. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. There I'm, is... I'm just wondering if I contacted a breeder, too, and said if you have any dogs that are returned that mm-hmm. you think would fit the bill kind of thing. Yep. Uh, uh, but see, oh, how do I say this? Uh, the the breeds have... Oh, um, they have, I like mutts because then the gene pooler is gene pool is bigger, mm. so that then they are a healthier dog. Oh, okay. all right. Yeah, uh, it's just like in humans. Uh, in, in, any anything that you know, if you ha- have lines, and you know, I'm not picking on any particular breed, but you know, some of them have been so overbred that yeah. they have a lot of health problems, mental problems, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I shy away from breeds. I like I love German shepherds. Okay, mm-hmm. and I haven't found many shepherds shepherds that i care for and so most of the ones that i'm interested in are are if you know shepherds you know they're not all shepherds but if you don't yeah. know shepherds they look like a shepherd all right yeah. can you hold right. on a sec we got to run to break but sure. can you hold so we can further sure. disgust okay how do chickens take a bath how do chickens take a bath we'll be back Let the dogs out. <gasps> Hey, that would be me, Katie K9. Thanks for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoons with me. I greatly appreciate it. Remember, get those kitty pools going for those dogs. But this hot, hot, humid day, don't take your puppers on a walk. Maybe one block down and one block up, and that is it for the walk, okay? Work on mind games, you know, teaching tricks, uh, doing little mini agility things in your house. and Keep them cool, okay, folks? They, they need you to be smart, all right? Okay, how do chickens take a bath? Um, I don't know. In in water? Nope. <laughs> they take dust baths. Oh, dust. really? Yes, they fluff their feathers in dust. Kind of like chinchillas. Chinchillas have a certain dust. Huh. So if you have chinchillas pets. Anyway, chickens take, they never to bathe in water. Never. Oh. Unless accidentally they wind up in water somehow. Like they were going to fly onto something and yeah. fell off and then right. fell into water. Then, yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh. And believe it or not, though, when uh, my grandson Derek showed chickens at the 4-H uh, at the Washington County Fairgrounds, yeah. he had to give their the chickens a bath. I felt so sorry for him. But uh, yeah, they were very pretty after he got done. Well, I was, that's I good. Never seen a chicken get a bath before like that. So that was new to me. <laughs> you should have taken a video. Yeah, I should have. I really it would have been, probably would have been one of the top hits on YouTube. There you go. Yeah, chicken was, taking a bath. <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised. Okay. Hey, folks, we got open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. And we're talking to Jody, and she's looking for adopting a dog. It's because she wants to do like the weeding program uh, with the dogs. And that's where the kids read to the dogs so the dogs have to be you know very calm and just willing to just kind of hang out with the kids and so that's what she's got some questions on that and then you know there's a lot of good breeders out there jody mm-hmm. uh, and but they're hard to find and usually they have a waiting list five miles long oh, but, okay. but you know but the thing is like you said you brought up whereas you know some dogs are returned and you know usually it's for health problems you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's just because the, the dog didn't get along with the family they went to so yeah you can contact breeders too and see what they've got also too like some of them that train for like okay there's can do canines 
Yeah. Okay, and they, uh, you know, uh, uh, have their breeding program for their dogs and some of them don't make the cut to truly go all the way to be a, a canine you know can, can do canine can do oh, canine and well, that's so, a good idea so you can make you can give them a call but okay. I, I can honestly say they're probably not going to be cheap because they put a lot of training into those dogs yeah, yeah. but like i said the dog might be really good and oh and the only thing that he doesn't do get along with is maybe walking on the street maybe he's a little skittish on the street all right but otherwise they're perfect you know yeah so that's yeah. why you that can do canines and there's other you know places that are doing companion helpers you know for dog you know for like uh for the soldiers and such like that and, and so that's why check out those programs because they do have kind of you know not i never call it a failure because it's just that the dog can't go all the way you know what i mean just there's there might be just one little quirk same as like seeing eye dogs one little quirk that well we can't have that one little quirk this is somebody's eyes this is in somebody's hands you know so anyway so i would ch- check out those also that's and a so, great idea yeah and so that's why yeah look at just keep looking and that's yeah, all of a sudden you're gonna it's gonna be right there in front of you and you're gonna it's gonna work out awesome Perfect. Right. Thank you so much. I okay, appreciate your, your time. Oh, no problem. You take care and good luck. Keep us posted. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Like I said, open line, folks. You can get in right away. 651-641-1071. That doesn't happen very often. Poorly, Carly's over there kind of like, all right, all right. I usually, have nothing to do Yeah, usually when she's, nobody's calling. Yeah, usually she's feeling... Fielding the you know the callers and yeah. then, and then they get to pop up on whatever whatever, okay. So since we got a little bit of time, then we're going to talk about we already talked about kitty pools. Get the yes, kitty pools out. I always usually about uh, end of uh, August they go on sale and they're like two bucks a pool. Yeah, yeah. I think I told you about this before. I'm a, a pool hoarder. Yes, you are. <laughs> and so that's why get some for the next year. Just don't. Well, oh, these are all sold out. You get the plastic ones, like, right? Yes, the yes. ones that is so the plastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah, not the blow up ones. Yeah, because the nails or the dog's right. teeth is going to pop those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially if cats around. Right. The, those they they like to like lane and all of a sudden those claws go into the and then it's all deflated. Yeah. So that's why get in the heat here, get the kitty pools, all right? Then another thing is like dogs jumping. You know, everybody's like, well, how do I do this? The dog, when I got company that comes over, the dog is jumping on people. I go out uh, for a walk and the dog sees somebody he knows and he's trying to jump at him while they're trying to pet him. Okay, folks, so what you're going to do is hopefully go through an obedience class so you can learn how to take care of, go for a nice walk. But the big thing is let your dog drag like a six foot nylon leash around the house so that if the dog goes to jump, quick step on the leash, you know, maybe about 10, 12 inches from the hook and so he when he tries to jump guess what he corrects himself and then ask him to sit and just say thank you and then redirect where's your ball let's go find something else uh also too anytime you pet face a dog and pet them that they will jump up into your face so turn sideways so you and the dog are both facing the same direction and then come down and give them a little tickle in their chest okay underneath the chin you know then their neck and then their chest dogs love to be gently tickled in their chest what that does is that it it just calms them down is what it does all right so let your dog drag a six foot nylon leash around the house also too let's say you're having a dog that let's say you go to sit on the couch and he growls at you and you go to move him and he snaps at you. Well, we need a little bit of obedience done with that dog. But in the meantime, so you don't get bit, let him drag a leash around. And so that if you want him to move him, you grab the leash and not the dog. And then say off. Or he's on the couch, so 
off. Good, good. Then step on the leash so he can't jump back on the couch. It's like, hey, you just lost your privilege. You were not nice to me. So letting him drag a leash around the house really helps you a lot to keep things under control. Got something to step on. And like I said, practice it. Now, when people come over to the house, have the dog on a leash. And if you have, you're going to be facing east and west as a company comes in north and south. And then what you're just going to do is step on the leash. So if the dog tries to jump out at your company, they can't. He's going to correct himself. And just tell everybody to walk on by. Don't look at the dog. Don't touch the dog. Don't do anything. And you're going to practice this three times every day. Somebody's going to work the dog. Somebody's going to be the door knocker or the ring, uh, doorbell ringer. And every time, three times a day, every day, until this dog and you get squared away on what the new protocol at the door is. And remember, you tell everybody to walk on by. Don't talk to them. Don't walk. That's going to happen later. Nothing happens at the door anymore. So now what happens is that now, remember, separation anxiety is caused by us making a fall fall all out of us coming coming and leaving. So what we want to do is just, oh, somebody's here. Not somebody's here, let's play! So stand on the leash and you're going to be facing east and west and the company's coming in north and south. So the people walk past you and not into you. And you step on the leash enough. Don't pin him to the ground. If the dog should stand up, his head should be dipped a little bit. But he can't jump out at your company. And then same thing. If he drags it around the house, he looks like he's going to jump. Quick step on it. Ah, 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 ah. Wrong. Sit. Get the dog to learn that if he sits, he gets the, the tickles in the chest. All right? So stop the dog from jumping. Step on that leash. Like outside, too. Let's say you're uh, you're walking the dog down this uh uh, sidewalk and he, he sees a neighbor and he starts going bon- bonkers, step on the leash. Got a big dog, put both feet on it. So they correct themselves and just stay very calm. And pretty soon he's going to calm or she going to calm down also. Okay, where are we at there, Carly? Uh, we can start with a caller okay. if you'd like. Let's go. Okay, we're going to talk to Madge and Madge has a question about puppy obedience. All right. Hi, Madge. I love that name. I have not heard of that. <laughs> Hi. Other than you, I'm sure you get this a lot. Madge from Palmolive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, know. I remember that commercial well. That's okay. Exactly what it's from. There <laughs> you go. So what can we do for you, kiddo? Okay. Um, I'm probably speaking out of turn. The uh, really good friends recently got a new puppy. It's a Champagne Lab, mm-hmm. and they currently have an elderly Yellow Lab, mm-hmm. who's always been a gentle giant, super sweet, really calm, just a good dog, good hunter. Went through training. Now they got this new puppy, and he's pretty wild. Yep. And he's aggressive. I think he's going through teething. teething. They're being really rough and aggressive with him. As far as? Try, do because you, he's, he's four or five months old, and he's not listening all the time. Okay. <laughs> so they'll get, they'll elbow him, or they'll yank on him, oh, yelling no. at him, and it's breaking my heart. Oh, no, that's not fair because he has puppy mush brain. That's what puppies do. I, I know. I just heard you talking about that. Yep, and that's they, why I'm like, this dog's four or five months old. Yes. He's like, ah, oh, he should know what he should know right now. And it's like, no. It, puppies are, and see, when I they mean, have such, anybody that has such a well-mannered dog, they forgot what the puppy was like. Yeah. And so they forget that this is a way a puppy is. Some are worse than others. That's true. But they, the minute that pup walks into a, a, the new household, then that's where you start training.
training. You start teaching them what is acceptable and what is unacceptable. Right. And you don't play rough with them like tug of wars and such like that because that teaches a dog to be assertive, right? Yeah. So what yeah. you got to do is you got to you know get the right training collar. I use a star mark collar for the pups, and then um, so, and start teaching them how to think and how to hold the thought and how to focus. And and then add the older. With each month he gets older, the better he can focus and hold a thought. And then now he starts learning. And this pup is going to antagonize the crap out of that adult dog. And so that is why, you, you know, the, the adult dog didn't want to. He was perfectly fine the way the household. And then all of a sudden somebody brings this wild thing in. And so that's why the pup should be on a leash. So they have control of the situation so that uh-huh. he can antagonize the older dog. A lot of people have the mindset that when, when the older dog's had enough that he'll put the pup in place. No. That's exactly it, what's going on. And that's not because what that does is build up um, anxiety. Anxieties and Adam, what is that? When the pup, there's a law in the world of of dogs that, oh, and same with cats, is that you don't hurt the youngins. You know what I mean? As far as uh, you, you can growl at them, you can snap at them, but you don't you don't put them in their place. They, they, you want that's their mom's job, <laughs> okay? okay? And so it's very seldom that you will ever see an adult dog that would hurt hurt a pup under six months old. But so what happens by letting them letting that pup and tag that adult dog animosities are being brought up so when he gets to be about six seven months all of a sudden okay you're mine sucker i put up with this crap long enough <laughs> yeah and so no the thing is is that it shouldn't get to that point the, the humans in the pack you say okay we got a new kid we got to teach him the rules what's acceptable what's unacceptable and it's not the adult dog in the situation that should be doing the training and the correcting that's the humans is what it has to be. Okay. And so that he needs an obedience class is what he needs. Well, he, he's going to be going for like eight weeks. He's yeah. going for obedience and hunting training. Okay. Okay. I don't... It's, you know, see, I, I'm, I'm a poor person to talk to about this because I don't believe in sending dogs out to be trained because, tra- can, let's just, can you hold on? We got we, get, we need to talk about, discuss this, and I've got to go to break. Okay, chickens, how do you know what color egg the chicken is going to lay. How do you know what color egg that chicken's going to lay? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for listening to the Katie K9 Show. All right. Okay. How, how can you tell what color the egg is going to be from the chicken? Do you have any idea? Um, I want to say it's um, whatever is under their feathers like the skin color you oh, know okay. like you know how like okay. like when you shave a dog sometimes yeah. they have like spots mm-hmm. okay maybe okay. I don't know. white feathers and white earlobes the egg will be white oh okay red feathers mm-hmm. and red earlobes the yeah. egg will be brown oh all right now there are like i got ericanas and they yeah. like kind of a, a bluish egg yeah okay but if you notice their earlobes are kind of on the bluish side oh all right and so that's how you can so tell look what at the color. earlobes yep the got earlobes, it yep. white feathers and white earlobes white eggs we are learning white feathers a lot. and earlobes lay brown eggs there we go now you know it now you're getting we're learning a lot suave i love my chickens my girls are so nice okay let's let's go back to mad <laughs> you're we, so funny here we go they, they are they're so entertaining and they yeah. love me so much that's good they 
follow me around the farm, you know, and people are going, you know, you have a buttload of chickens behind you. Yes, I do. You're like, <laughs> I planned on that. I like my girls. Yes. All right. And they're so good to me. Okay. So now, Madge, we're talking to Madge. Madge about puppy obedience. Now, yeah. now sending out uh, a dog's under six months, I really have a hard time with because there's a lot of bonding process that goes on from eight weeks to like six months. And so if people, about. Yeah, and if people send them out like at four months or whatever, the person that's training them is building a bond and respect with that dog. All right. And so that's right. why I could make a lot of good money in, in boarding dogs and training them because in this day and age, people want the dog, but they don't want to put the work into it. They want it to be a push button dog. If I say sit, it sits and it doesn't jump on people. And then they, you know, it comes when it's called. But see, when you send the dog out, the dog is earning the respect for the trainer. And so now when you get the dog back, okay, now you've got to earn that respect and that trust. You can't just shout out the word come and that dog's going to drop what he's doing and come. All right. And so that's why when you send a dog out, also too, think about this. Most, but it depends on how busy they are, but I, most dogs, when they are out being sent out, they might get work maybe two hours a day, if that. I'm not sure. I, can, I don't know. But that, that would be my guesswork because they got other dogs to get to. So then the other 22 hours of the day, the dog is just hanging out. You know, so so what kind of life is that? (laughs) And so that's why I have a hard time because number one, uh, the best hunting dogs I have seen are the ones that they were trained by their 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 owners. Yeah, they they stumbled, they tripped, they fell, but they ironed it out, they worked it out, and those are the best ones that I see in the field. And so, uh, like I say, dogs are not just robots. You you program these words, and then they do it. And especially the younger the dogs, you got to really work, you know, to earn the respect and trust for them to want to please you and go that extra mile for you and give you their all. And so well, that's, that's what I'm afraid of is how aggressive and how rough they're being with the dog is mm-hmm. that the dog's going to start to rebel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's going to be getting get along. Well, of course, you know, the pup is figuring them out and they're fighting, trying to figure out the pup. And yeah. so you can't fight fire with fire. You always go, uh, uh, if the dog is being very bullied, then you got to teach him how to be nice. If he's playing too rough, then you stop. Ah, 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 ah. Be nice. Be nice. All right. And then turn him back loose. Okay. Then he starts and then he's go, he doing again. Ah, ah. Be nice. Put him on a leash. Now you've got control and now he can't pester other people. Stand on a leash if he's trying to jump at you and nail you. You know, the whole thing is to get organized for the dog and then to relay it, relay it to the dog. So you're teaching the dog what you need, the words you need, and such like that. So Okay. But it's like I said, I'd rather for a dog that goes in training for guard, guard dog or gun dog training, I'd uh, if it has to be done and they don't want to do it themselves, I'd rather, if they could wait till they're like 9, 10 months to me, my book, then the dog is more mentally mature, could focus better, it's going to learn more from that training, then, and then they do some groundwork prior to them sending the dog out. But, you know, like I say, in this in this society, within the last five, ten years, people are so, I want it, and I want it now, and nobody now. wants to work for it. And then build that respect and build that trust. And the big thing is build that teamwork. So that's that's a problem that I have. So it's up to yourself. But they need to, like I say, uh, it's not me, master, you, dog, and you will do what I say. <laughs> right. you got to build that team. And like I say, that comes to confidence building and then, you know, just in working together is what it is. So. so do you have any suggestions? Because it's not my dog. Right. So technically I can't tell them what to do, but I'd like to be able to 
softly educate or suggest. Well, what you could do is uh, get get the cat. You know, this is this show is podcast. Have them listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, great idea! Say, you know what? I couldn't help it, but I had to call Katie. This is what Katie had to say. Can you listen? All right. And so it's That's just a great idea. When just, I think of that, there we go. It's just food for thought. And so, and like I say, it's it's. Uh, I, because dogs are just so, I've seen so many trainers mess up a good gun dog because they were too heavy handed. They didn't grow with the per, the personality. Yeah. And so, and that's why I worry what they do when I'm not around. That what, that's what bothers me. And yeah. some, and, and we all have our bad days. I have my bad days, you know, whether with two legged kids or four legged kids, you know, that were get a little bit snarky, you know, type thing. And so the whole thing is so is that there's some people that, you know, that, that get, snarky all the time <laughs> they just say that's the way to rule the dog especially with labs labs are kind of hard-headed but the thing is is that uh, no the, it, it's just not me master you dog it's like this is what i need this is how we got to do it go about it and go from there now okay. i just have one other quick question for you katie i've mm-hmm. had a, a, a friend that dealt with a lot of horses when she was younger mm-hmm. she made a comment to me once about the horses with the lighter eyes she would stay away from <laughs> and now this puppy has lighter eyes being a champagne mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there any truth to that or is it a myth or is it just something she pulled out of you know where well, yeah 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 you know i've heard that in the horse world too and see what the thought is you see like some horses that have blue eyes if you've seen that where well, they have blue eyes mm-hmm. they have a tendency to be a little bit more spookier a little bit more jumpier all right. Okay. And so that's why in the now, if you look at Wimes, you know they they you know, like call them the ghost dogs because they got those piercing, you know, gold eyes that they like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, so yeah, not as a general, but it's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this puppy. It was like, oh, look at the light eyes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I know, but they they just have a tendency to be a bit, bit more on the wild side as what like in the horse world, spooky, jumpier. A little bit more okay. nervous, Nellier type thing. So, so there might be something a little bit to that. Then? It's entirely possible. I'm not going to say it for sure <laughs> because, like I say, that I've also have seen you know like some huskies that have the bright, piercing blue eyes and are just very easygoing dogs. Oh, okay. So, you know, so like I say, it's not a rule of thumb. It it can happen, but it's not a rule of thumb. Okay. Sounds okay. Good. Well. I'll do what I can to help out. Good with the luck. Puppy. Thank you for the call. And you are one heck of a good friend to look into this and try to help the situation. So I applaud oh, thanks, you. Thanks, Katie. I okay. love you. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, that's really tough. Uh, we're with a uh, with training, sending dogs out to be trained, and there's a lot of boot camps. Man, they're popping up left and right. Board your dogs, and we'll train them. Especially, you know, potty training. Nobody wants their, you know, on hardwood floors or their beautiful carpet to get wrecked. And and, and it is tough. It really is. You know, I, my, I got my two little dogs. Hey, they're not perfect. I They have mistakes, too. Just I swear that little dogs are never totally potty trained. <laughs> you just get good at letting them out, letting them in, letting them out, letting them in. You know, my big dogs, psh, until they were sick, then we had potty problems. But they have never, my big dogs never had a, a problem. But there's just something with those little bladders, little pee, you know, they... <laughs> So I don't know, but so it's up to yourself. And if you do choose to send your dog out to be trained, then I, I w- would go sit in and watch how they train before I send my dog there. And I want to watch them train a couple of dogs, not just one. You know, do your homework. Just don't send your dog into somebody else's care because you can. Oh, I can tell you a horror story. Somebody that sent their dog out and got a totally different dog back, and we had to work it on getting them back with us. So anyway, okay. When do ducks lay their eggs? A.M. Afternoon. Or at PM. We'll be back. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. 
Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.